Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. Me, Ollie. And me, Jimmy. In this week's episode, we're going to look back over the Charlton game. We've got a few questions to answer from Twitter. And yeah, we've got a new new music section at the end as well. So stick around for that. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. How are we, boys? Are we good? Not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm yeah. really good, mate. Nice one. Jimmy, you all right? Yeah, good. You? Good. Yeah, cheers for the bounty yesterday. Thanks. That's all right, mate, don't we? Anytime. Thanks for the Jim- job. Jimmy's first appearance after a win. Am I oh, right? Yeah. No, I'm still unbeaten. I'm still unbeaten. unbeaten. Six appearances. Yeah, after every time I've been on, we've not got beat. Fair enough. So, I'm keeping the run up. Yeah, nice to come on this after a win. First time in about a month, innit? Yeah. So it's been a while. Over a month, innit? What was it, 14th of December? <clears throat> yeah, who was it? Who did we last beat? Was it... Um... Luton. Luton, yeah, that was it. Luton and Fulham, two in a week, weren't it? Yep. Um, yeah, well, before we get into it, usual sort of stuff, um, check us out across all our social media platforms around Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And as we've been saying in the last few weeks, if anyone's interested in sponsoring the podcast, um, just drop us an email from thefinney at gmail.com to find out a bit more and can have a chat about that. Um, yeah, Charlton. First of all, like we just said, good to get three points on the board. Yeah, much needed win. I know yeah. the performance was still lacking. Um, but it was It was slightly better, not much better. Yeah, but... a little bit. But four points from the last couple of games now. It's a little bit of a platform. Mm-hmm. Obviously, DJ back into it and Sinclair starting. So, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty decent. I think it was just important to get the win, to be honest. Just be good for confidence. Yeah. Um, especially Charlton were absolutely terrible, weren't they? They offered yeah. nothing. They were better in the first game, to be honest. Um, they weren't too bad at, at, at the Valley earlier on. They made more of a game of it, didn't they? Yeah, I think if anything, they probably scored too early yesterday because they had no intention yeah, of scoring, scoring more than one goal. So no. just yeah, nice, nice to get the win. Yeah, big so. pat, big pat yeah. scoring as well. I, I, they didn't manage the game well enough for me yesterday, especially when they were one 0 up. You could see why they were bottom six side. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it was a very average performance from Preston, mm-hmm. especially. It's it took a wonder goal in that first half just to get anything out of the game. Because it, without that, I think we're just going to be knocking on the door for quite a long time. And whether we break it down or not is another question. Yeah. But it's an absolutely outrageous strike by Harrop. But it just shows what he's actually capable of. Yeah, it was a, it was a slow start, obviously, from us, wasn't it? We went 1-0 down inside five minutes. And, of course, it was Andre Green. 
That's the only thing he did in, in the whole game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he, he made a couple of little touches, but nothing major. It's poor by Darnell for goal. Watched it back again today. It's just so it's just not good. It looks worse second time round. Mm. You know yeah. the fact that that lad's got that much space. It's just. I know that Neil likes his his four defenders to come narrow, but not like that. Yeah. <laughs> Seen a few comments on Twitter about that. Neil Neil actually sh- was shouting at Darnell, but still shocking defending. I think Darnell's probably a bit surprised by his pace. He's just done it for pace on the outside. A fair few of the goals we conceded have been similar sort of situations to that as well. <clears throat> Probably yeah. something to look at. Um, a lot of people are saying Daniel had a good game yesterday, but I thought it was quite poor. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought it was one of his more average performances, to be honest. Yeah. He did a better second half, but there's not many of them who didn't do better second half. Yeah, because he got he got further forward second half than he did first half. Um, looks a lot more solid second half defensively. But no, he's 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 had, he's had a lot better games for us. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, yeah. I, just going back to that slow start thing though. Our last three games, including Norwich in the cup, we've conceded second minute, third minute, and fifth minute. Yeah, yeah and I think if you go further back, we conceded, we conceded first against Borough and Reading, didn't we? Yeah. I think last time we scored first was on Boxing Day against Leeds. Last, last four league games, we've we've scored. We've conceded the first goal. So yeah, yes. I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Obviously, that can't be. Well, it could be coincidence, but I'd probably it probably isn't. Yeah, it probably isn't. I mean, you, you compare it to the start of the season, especially at home mm-hmm. when we were flying out the traps. Yeah, I think that's we were getting not a reputation, but teams knew that we were going to start quick, didn't they? At Deepdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We scored a fair few early goals, um, and even just getting a few corners in succession early on and stuff like that. But I don't really know. I can't really put a finger on what it is. But the one thing that Neil's always said is how important the first goal is at this level. And he's basically said if you don't score the first goal, you're probably not going to win the game. Yeah, um, I saw a stat during the week. I don't know if it was maybe from you, Jimmy. Um, that I think when we've conceded the first goal. I think we'd only won one and drawn two this season. Oh, it was Deepdale Digest. That was. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah the Blackburn not... game. Both Blackburn games conceded first. Uh, got us up for yesterday. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's another, but it's, it's not City. pretty. Uh, yeah, Bristol City, that was it. It's not pretty reading when we uh, go behind first. So no. a little bit worried yesterday when they scored the early one. Especially, it's just the way we're starting games because you look at like the Reading game as well. You know, we give away possession really sloppily against Reading, got punished. Middlesbrough got punished. Mm. It's just like you know, we're making individual errors and we're just getting punished for them at the minute. You know, like yeah. Daniel yesterday. You know, and it couldn't have fallen to anyone else, could it? Really, in the box, but mm-hmm. it's just one of them, really, mate. I think if we start, we're just not starting games as quick as we have been. Teams. Teams are doing towards what we used to do to teams at the start of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they're coming and actually t- taking the game to us a little bit. But I don't know. I think you look at the goals we concede, and they are poor goals, and they're not Dex's fault either. No. If you could point a finger, you, you know, you can't point a finger at your goalkeeper for the goals we're conceding because they're just, they're just poor defensively got, 
goals defensively. <laughs> they tend to be coming from yeah. the right side as well. Yeah, that that's what when you were describing the uh, the goal yesterday, I can picture a fair few goals that, that have come from them sort of situations on the right, yeah. on our right hand side. So it's a little bit of a concern. Obviously, the Blackburn one was all Tom Clark. Yesterday it was Fisher, but on the yeah. on the. On, Barkhausen was very far upfield yesterday. Obviously, it's because they played with wing backs. I'm not sure if if uh, Neil wanted Fisher to engage with the wing back, but it's just one of them, isn't it? It's just I think players have got to make their own decisions on the pitch sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I thought Fisher was a little bit isolated. You know, and, and, yeah. you know when you do watch that first goal back, Tom's well up the pitch. You know, yeah. he's you know, and he does leave Daniel isolated, but yeah. I thought Bark had a decent game again yesterday. He's quite quiet in spots, but he's one of the. I'm glad he played the ninety because he yeah. was one of the, the threats. And obviously, when he changed formation second half as well, you need someone there that's going to be able to get up and up and down because it seems like he went four four two last fifteen minutes from where yeah. I was sitting anyway with DJ yeah, left midfielder. Yeah. But um, no, I think look, look at the positives of yesterday. There's there is positives to be taken from the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, there is. Like we said, it's three points, isn't it? Yeah, I hope it's in good form, isn't it? You know. <clears throat> yeah, he's got very good goals to minutes ratio at the minute. It's a goal every 136 minutes. Um, 16 of his 25 shots are on, been on target, 64% of his shots. And including the Norwich game, that's three and three for him now. Yeah. To be honest, before his goal, I thought he was our best player, sort of trying to just make things happen. Just little things that... I, well... I'm not used to seeing from Harrop, like him tracking back. Yeah, it worked really hard yesterday. Working hard. You know. I think it's a bit of a myth that he doesn't track back. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he can tackle, but he, he does track yeah, back. Yeah, I think he's just shit at defending. He tries hard. <laughs> he's just not got it in him to... Because Tom Barker's is very good at the defensive side of the game. Well, didn't didn't Barky start out as a fullback? As a right back. Yeah, he started as a right back, yeah. It, uh, was it Blackpool or Morecambe? Yeah, he came came through at Blackpool, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He at right back, and then obviously Morecambe played him further forward, and obviously we've been playing him, well, here, there, and everywhere. Let's be honest. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot. Harrop's got a lot of energy, but he just probably doesn't use it in the right way sometimes. But I mean, there's, nah, there's he no made question. a couple of tackles and everything yesterday. So yeah, no, I was, I was impressed with him yesterday. There's no question that he's a, a determined player. Um, you know, you only have to look at what he says in the press. People might laugh at it, but he's mm. obviously driven. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, you know, a performance like yesterday will just push him on and, and give him a little bit more confidence to go on and achieve whatever goals he wants to achieve. Um, but as far as his best position is concerned, what what do you reckon? Well, I was just going to say that because that's probably the first one of the first times we've seen him play ninety minutes as a ten. Um, or 88 minutes, whatever he did, because he wasn't forced out wide for the majority of the game. He's picking up lots of pockets of space yesterday, but obviously he was doing the defensive duties as well. So obviously he was, you know, there was times when he was out sprinting players coming back. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was out sprinting likes of Brown, and, you know, he, he covered a lot of ground yesterday, mm-hmm. um, which is probably what you'd want to see from him. And I think when he's out wide, you he, he don't really see that part of his game. Yeah, uh, he look. He look. It sometimes looks a little bit lost when he's out wide. I don't think, I think he's not his natural position. Yeah, is it? exactly. Uh, I think people forget he's probably. It's just not his natural position, is it? So, mm-hmm. it's, it's 
yesterday he probably knew that he had a chance to make an impact in in his position because he was not gonna. There was no one to replace him really there yesterday. He probably knew he was going to get a decent amount of minutes. Yeah. So, and he's probably, even though the team's not playing well, he's he's playing all right himself. So he probably just tried to take the, the game by the scruff of the neck. And I thought he did it quite well, to be fair. Yeah. So yeah. he's got to start the next game, really. You can't really, um, yeah, it even though it's say. probably not an ideal game for him, probably hard to drop him now. I was just going to say, does that? Do you think that his his recent performances have made him somewhat undroppable for the foreseeable future? I wouldn't say for the foreseeable. He's not really. He's still got a lot to do. Um, well, I just but, mean if the likes of like obviously DJ's still coming back to full fitness. If Pearson's still ill, um, if Gallagher's still injured, you know you you brought Ledson on what with twenty minutes to go yesterday. Yeah. And there's pots as well. Yeah. It's just if you look at the away games, we 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 don't tend to set up with a Harrop Harrop type player in the number ten. But we'll have to see on Tuesday. But yeah, I think he'll be. Uh, I'm not sure if Sinclair will do another start another game so soon after. We'll have to wait and see. Same as DJ as well. I think just on in terms of undroppable players, I think there's only four in our in our team that are undroppable. Your two centre halves, your keeper and Pearson. I don't. I, th- I think everyone else has got always the opportunity to be dropped or to yeah. be replaced. Um, and I suppose that you could say that's a lack of squad depth, or you could mm. say that it's a positive that everyone's got to play for the place. Uh, it depends a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think one of the things that Neil has done during all his time here is he'll play a team to match and to try and beat an opposition. So he'll he'll work out how they're going to play and try yeah. and counteract that himself. So I don't know if he'll play. I, I, I don't know too much about Barnsley, being completely honest. I just know they've got that good lad up from that Chaplin that they got from Coventry. Um, and the other striker's name, and you mentioned Holly, that midfielder Holly last Woodrow. week. Holly Woodrow, that's him. And then there's that midfielder that you mentioned last week, Holly. Um, um, one that sounded like Marrow or whatever it is. Oh, um, Alex Mower. Alex Mower, yeah. Mower, yeah. Yeah, left footed centre mid, yeah. Yeah, they've got some good players. My mates, um, a little shout out to James B. He's the head analyst at Barnsley, so I know quite a bit about him, to be fair. It'll be a tough game. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll come on to that at the end of the pod, but just yeah. on something you just mentioned uh, a minute ago, Ollie, about whether or not DJ will play on Tuesday night with it being so close to Saturday, I think there's maybe, is, is there an element of it maybe being rushed back yesterday? Potentially, but you, <clears throat> um, uh, I think if he was fit yesterday, he wouldn't have played. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah. Think that's the reason he's got he's gone in because guys picked up a knock and he's growing and Pearson's ill, and mm. I think if if and them two don't happen, DJ doesn't play yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 yeah. You could tell he was a you know a couple of yards off the pace. And that's probably lack of game time as well, but it's probably lack of fitness as well. Mm. Um, you know, a couple, the ball was getting caught under his feet a little bit yesterday. It's just there's a few things that weren't very DJ like yesterday. Mm. But let's give the lad a bit of credit. He's just played sixty odd minutes after being out for two months. Thank you. Yeah. More than that, didn't he? Did he not play about eighty odd? I'm not a clue. I, I thought he came off. I thought he came off earlier because obviously led. Does it led to that replaced him? Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, I, th- I just thought it was a. I can't, you can't criticise DJ because at the end of the day, he's chucked himself in there and he's probably <laughs> said, look, I'm available for selection when he probably did seem a week or 10 days off being fully fit. 82 minutes. Fair play to the lad, to be fair. Yeah. You know, coming back six, from an injury. Six, seven weeks out. Well, really, he's not been right since we played Charlton away, mm. which was 1st of November. Yeah, yeah he got, he got a, it looked like a nasty injury that at the time. Yeah. That was uh, sorry as well, wasn't it? Yeah, from behind. And uh, yeah. thought he'd be out for a bit longer than he was. And then obviously he came back and then got the injury on the on the game West on TV. Brom. Yeah, West Brom game. So, I don't know. I don't know. It was cramping up quite badly towards the end, understandably. Yeah. yeah. Might but be a game for Ledson. Might be a game for Ledson. We'll have to wait and see. Thought he did all right when he came on. Yeah, he did. Energetic. Bit more box to box, wasn't he yesterday than he has been? Yeah, he was energetic yesterday. Mm-hmm. He gave the ball away a couple of times, but he, to be fair, he worked his socks off to try and get it back. Yeah, and, know, and again, he's, he's been out of the side for a, a long time. Yeah, yeah. just um, the only thing with Ledson is when he comes in, he's so eager to make an impact. I think he not, I'm not, he doesn't try to rush things, but he's just a bit over eager. Yeah, yeah, he's like a, he's like a, one of them excitable puppies. Yeah. Everything straight away, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, might be one for him on Tuesday night, though. Just thinking about how we might set up, yeah, because I'm not sure if Galley's you could tell Galley's not been right for quite a few weeks, yeah, a good month or so. Been off form for a month, honey, and yeah, behold, there's an injury behind it. I don't think I don't think we'll see Galley for next three or four games if this injury is what it is. Yeah, and then you'd hope if Pearson was ill, he might be back involved, but who knows? Again, might be rushed back. Well, it's just an illness, isn't it? Yeah, but you can still, like Bauer, I think Bauer was rushed back to an extent. Yeah, to be fair, he was. Yeah, he went off at half-time, didn't he? he? Yeah. There's been been something going round, Springies. Yeah, I think Neil said after either the Redden or the Borough game that he thinks that the majority of it's cleared up now, but obviously, uh, obviously not. Yeah, we were speaking to a lot after the game yesterday. He said there's been quite a few that have been ill, and there's just some have battled through it. Pearson, yeah. been, Pearson had to go to doctors. So, oh well, fingers crossed he's um, he's all right soon. Yeah, could do with him. Former club in it as well, Barnsley for him. Oh yeah, of course he was on loan there, wasn't he? Yeah, so could do with a little Rottweiler. So absolutely right, brew break, boys. Yeah, spot on. And I'll catch you in part two. Catch you. Not like I'm just going to bump into you. See you in a bit, dickhead. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. And this, we're going to talk about the January transfer window a little bit. We've got a few questions from Twitter. And we're going to look ahead to Barnsley on Tuesday night as well. Uh, yeah, so asked for some questions on Twitter before. The vast majority were along the lines of, are there going to be any more incomings before the end of January, basically? And what do we think? Yes. 
I'd be disappointed if there's not. Mm. I think there has to be. I think it's as simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, I think if we're if we are going to be anywhere near the top six, I think we need at least. Mm, I'd say two more. T- two of the three main positions. Whether it happens is another question, but yeah, I'd say we need two more. We need a striker, and we need um. So from from left back goalkeeper striker, what what priority would you put them in? I'd say we need a striker. Well, then again, if Rudd gets injured, then you might as well end the but, season. So striker, goalkeeper, fullback in that order. Yeah, for me, yeah. Yeah. If you ask for one, it's definitely striker. It's definitely number nine. Yeah. It's got to be. Because I don't think we're actually missing that much apart from that. I mean, don't be wrong, the pullback situation needs sorting. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a quick fix. Because the, there's this lad at Hearts, isn't there? I don't know if anyone's seen this today. Um, well, he's not been linked with us, but he's uh-huh. been linked with a couple of clubs. One yeah. the, 1.2 million or something like that, left back. Yeah. It's been linked with a couple of Premier League teams, I need to yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. I've seen Scottish clubs linked with them as well. So. Think, was it Celtic and Brighton? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's only 17, though, isn't he? Young lad, isn't he? Yeah. I'd say in terms of a left-back, if Hughes was fully fit and playing all right, I wouldn't really say... I'd say leave it till summer, but... I like Rafferty, don't get me wrong, but he just... He's quite There's limited, isn't missing. he? I feel like that side, we could be getting so much more from the left-hand side. And we're just coasting a bit on that side. It's a shame. He always has to check back, doesn't he? To deliver. Yeah. He can't cross with... Well, I don't think he can cross efficiently with his left foot. Yeah. Hughes' Hughes's fitness is, is a concern. It is a concern, yeah. I don't know what's up with him now. I don't know what the actual injury is. I've heard. But yeah, striker, striker is one hundred percent a need. But yeah. good strikers aren't cheap, and uh, you know, good half the championship are after a striker. And, yeah. tra- and the other half are trying to keep hold of theirs. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's not going to be easy to get one. We are going to have to look at League One or League Two. Yeah. Um, who's in form? Well, obviously Tony. They want stupid money for. Yeah. You know. Um, I don't know. It's there's people in better pay positions than me that are going to make those decisions to to find a player. And you know we can all jump on Twitter and say, "Oh, we should be spending four or five million pounds on a striker." But I'm not being funny. This is we have not spent more than one point five, one point six million pounds in twenty years. Yeah. Why is that going to change all of a sudden today? Yeah. Well, you think look at Leeds. You know, like they're they're being quoted two million loan fees for the likes of Che Adams and stuff like that. We we just we simply can't compete. Can't compete with that. Yeah, yeah, I think if you look at our striking options, obviously start of the season, Louis Moll out for the season. David Nugent's now scored one goal in forty seven games. And Stockley, who had a decent little run around Christmas, maybe a bit before, but Alex Neal doesn't really rate him. I think yeah, that's evident. I thought yesterday was suited to him and he didn't even yeah. get a- so. And then you've got Maguire, who's probably not an ideal number nine at this level. So, yeah, definitely a striker. I'll get a bit of shit for this, but the lad at Blackpool's fits our profile. Arnand Nandule. 
Yeah. Uh, big lad. Yeah. Quite mobile as well, quite quick. Scored a few goals, but we're not going to get any... We're not going to get the top players in League One anymore. No. And there's not that many. There's not that many anyway this season. No, not really. You look at you look at you look to other shows that we've got in from the past. You know, Scotland and Ireland. You know, even a decent Scottish striker is going to cost you a million quid or so. Mm-hmm. You could look at the lad at Aberdeen, or you could look at you know I've ranted and raved about Lawrence Shankland, who's now at Dundee United. He just scores. He was great. At, uh, obviously, he's got a Scotland cap now as well. Mm. But he's good. He, we'd have got him for seventy-five thousand pounds last January. It probably cost you what was the three quarters of a million now. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, he's out of contract in the summer. And went to Dundee United. <coughs> I mean, they're running away with the championship, and it's no surprise he scored. He's well into double figures already. Mm. Like, he's averaging like a goal a game. It's just ridiculous. But I know it's a Scottish Championship. It's probably like our standard of League Two. But when someone's scoring that many goals so consistently you can't sort of ignore that no not with our budget yeah because you know we I, that's where we're at as a club we are going to have to look at lower league or you know yeah players are going to come from a budget sort of weight structure um, yeah i think it's getting near enough impossible now as well to do decent loans in the championship because they're becoming like you said like one two three million pounds just for a loan we won't be able to compete on wages so I think if you're looking at top end well not even top end loans but just loans who other clubs would take it's just looking harder and harder but then you look at players that aren't getting in a league 25 then Mm. they might struggle to play play consistently week in week out for a top 6 top 10 championship team you know if you look at Rian Brewster for example that he went to Swansea He's on silly money there. We can't yeah. compete with that. Yeah, you know, and he's what about fifth, sixth choice at Liverpool? Yeah, yeah. Well, and the fact that he's come from Liverpool, they'll have all the wonderful extras that they insist on having with their loan players as well. Yeah. So I'm not close enough to the 23s league. I, I don't follow it. I think it's. I, I don't. Well, obviously, it's a it's a pathway for players to come through. But mm-hmm. I think the better pathway for players to come through is to get them out on loan and to actually play yeah. um, team football. You know, all the look- best, all the best players from them from them squads are getting loans now. There's not many, there's not many ones in the under twenty threes who probably the, going to be jump straight to the first team. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it just doesn't happen. <clears throat> there's the there's the exceptions to the rule like Trent Alexander Arnold and you know probably maybe one or two others, but the majority are getting. Like you said, are getting loans. Yeah. And I mean, so, it's, like, hard, it's hard it's to see what we're going to do. Yeah. Mm. Well, like Jimmy said, there's higher paid people in higher up positions than us that are hopefully going to make those decisions. Um, whether, whether they know what they're doing or not is another question. Like, but, you know, they're, they're getting paid the money to do the job. Yeah. But let's just hope John Kay's not involved with transfers. <sighs> Good. <laughs> Uh, I, right. Yeah, I, I'll just say if I could, if I had to sign one player, it would be Tony because I think, oh, I, I think Hugo's not going to happen. Um, no, I'm not saying I'm not talking from a realistic point of view because Tony's equally not going to happen. But I think uh, See, I don't I think, think he'll go. I think Hugo's got a price. I think if you go to West Ham with an actual cash offer, 
that is going to blow our transfer record fee, let's be honest. I don't yeah. think that's... But, but that, that's just the market. Yeah. But that's yeah. how it is. If, if, if Trevor Emmons wanted Jordan Eagle back at the club, I'm pretty sure we'd be able to do it. Yeah. Especially considering Moisey's back there now as well. Yeah. I don't know how much of a, a decision Moyes would have about it. I'm just... I'm confident that if we wanted Jordan Eugle back at the club we'd be able to get him and it'll blow the transfer record for you and it'll probably yeah. be three or four times what, what what it is currently but if we wanted him back we'd get him so what, even do you think he'd come in in January yeah I'd love to, I think well from what I've read there is a great clause in it mm. if, if, so well, he wasn't well, in the squad yesterday was he no no so but yeah, go on, Ollie. What were you saying about Tony? I just think out of the players, out of all the players in League One, League Two, SPL, who are gonna make, gonna be able to make the step up, I think Tony's pretty, pretty confident he can make the step up. But yeah, of course, I'd rather have Hugo. I was, I think I'm Hugo's biggest fan. Yeah. Apart from his mum and dad, I'm probably his biggest fan. I'd probably agree with that. To be fair, it's fucking class. It was absolutely class. Every player at this level has got limitations, hasn't he? Yeah, of course he has. Well, for what you get at this level, class. Is that what uh, we're missing? And, and he knows us as well. That's it. Like, you'd be signing. There'd, there'd be no bedding in period with him whatsoever. Yeah. But it's well. straight into the style of play that we have. Mm. Is that, we sort of, when Neil first came in that first season, it, Hugo was pivotal in that in the way we played yeah pivotal to our seventh place finish yeah yeah, yeah. he only played four months of the season five yeah. months uh, next question is from at Whedon Sam uh, sorry at Whedon underscore Sam on Twitter um, Sam Whedon yeah Sam, Sam Whedon yeah I'm just giving his handle a shout out so if anyone wants to follow him they can do can you, I can use from the finney to push other people's Twitter agendas, Ollie, not just yours. Right. Go on then, what's the question? Um, according to Alan Nixon, we've blown all our money on Scott Sinclair. Is that the case? Who's Alan Nixon? He's a journalist that writes for that horrible, dirty rag that's known as The Sun. So, but I actually quite enjoy following Alan Nixon. I think he, he, some of the stuff he does come out with is fairly all right. But do I believe we've spent every penny of the transfer pot? Absolutely not. Nah, same. I don't think there's um yeah I don't think there's a chance we would have if we if that was all going on Sinclair I don't think we would have signed Sinclair. No, it'd be negligent to do that. Yeah, it would be. I don't think it works like that anyway. I don't think yeah, it works no. like FIFA where you've got say a million pounds to spend and then if you spend nine hundred grand you've got a hundred grand left. I don't think it works like that. I think the fact we've not actually paid a fee for Sinclair as well it's just it's just high wages. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I think there is money in the pot. Do we need to ship a couple out in the window? Probably. I mean, if you can free up a couple off the wage budget, then then great. <clears throat> yeah, or... I think Maxwell's Maxwell's going to Blackpool tomorrow. I think. Yeah, I read that that was due to be announced tomorrow, wasn't it? On, On a, a permanent. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I'm not going to cry about that. Um. Never as a as a club and a player matched each other so well. <laughs> <laughs> Good move for him to be fair. Well, he's going to play, isn't he? Grayson knows what he's all about. Yeah. He was, yeah. I think his best season was Grayson's last season. 
So, good move for him. Don't have to move us and all that shit. But yeah, that's one off the wage bill. Obviously, uh, Ginelli will be on nothing's gone out. Who else has gone out? Uh, Armour's gone to Lancaster. And Josh Earl's gone to... Josh Earl's gone, gone to Ipswich. Yeah. That'll be covering his, his wages, won't they, Earl? Yeah. yeah. There's still a couple that you can probably ship out. Ethan I? Walker got recorded, didn't he? Yeah, but he's playing the youth game tomorrow night. And then I think oh, is that what it is? Apparently so. But he's, like, he's been he's, he's started three starts and two subs at Altrincham. Right. On a, a higher level. So yeah, he'll yeah. play the youth game tomorrow night against Oxford. Because he was meant to play last week, but obviously it got called off. <coughs> and then back out. Yeah, and then he'll go back out on loan. So. Yeah, it's obviously it's just hard to pinpoint one striker that you'd want to sign and then go and sign him realistically, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but yeah, think we got, think... did we get Stockley in quite early last January? I think we got yeah, like third or fourth, weren't it? January. Yeah, got you in quite early last 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 January. Didn't I think we? Malt Malt the year before was quite early as well. I think there was an element of that Malt deal though that had already been agreed. Yeah, I think it had all been agreed on it. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think he played the last couple of games from Motherwell in the end of December. Mm-hmm. It was all it's already yeah deal. Um, it's just like we've mentioned before, it's a crap window. This you know nobody wants to buy, nobody wants to sell. Well, everyone no. wants to buy, but nobody wants to sell. What do you think uh, about the transfer window as a whole? Like, do you think it should be just the summer window, or do you think it should go back to how it was with the summer window? And then did it run from like November to March? We, honestly, mate, we've not got a long enough podcast to be able to cover what I think of the transfer window. <laughs> okay, I'll scratch that one then. To be fair, I think you have to have summer in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, well, there, there was. There always used to be. But I think November to March is too long. But there was never the scramble for people to try and... Well, before, in the dark ages, when there wasn't a transfer window, it just used to be from June to March, didn't it? And then you couldn't sign them off for the last 12 weeks of the season or something like that. Mm. Um, I, I think not having the emergency loan system yeah. is hampering teams a lot more now than it used to yeah. um, because obviously everyone has to get our players in by a certain point yeah. You know, the, there was a time when you could obviously get the 93 day rule um, and you could get the players sort of 14th, 15th September to be with you till January so yeah. you, you, you know if somebody didn't make a, a squad or you know wasn't playing regularly yeah. After t- eight, nine, ten games, then you yeah. could use an everyday loan. I think um, we used that quite well in League One in Grayson's Grayson's days. Seems to remember us doing a few loans. Yeah, yeah. Outside I think of the when we came up as well. That would have been ideal for the Malt injury because I think Malt was injured a few days after the window shut. Forty-eight yeah. hours. Game, yeah. So yeah, it's a bit. It, January is a mess, isn't it? We yeah. all know that. But to answer Sam's question, I think we all agree that no, we haven't blown all our money on Scott Sinclair. Nah, don't think so. Hope I'd not, be, anyway. I'd be very disappointed if we've been that negligent, as you've said before. Yep, same. Um, right, last question from Twitter comes from uh, at useless45 or our mate Angie. Hi, Angie. Hi, Angie. So, Angie asks, what has happened to our style of play? It seems that we used to be a lot more direct and more exciting to watch. Is it the way that the opposition set about trying to stifle us? Is it a confidence issue or is it fatigue? I don't know what's changed. I'd say it's probably a mix of all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that's a bloody good question now. 
Yeah. I'd love to know. Completely different team to what we were at the start of the season. Mm. I think one of the benefits from Saturday was the directness of Sinclair. And you've got yeah. a player now that's willing to run at people and you're actually willing to take somebody on. And yeah, yeah. if he doesn't win, then, you know, just one of them, he'll try and win the ball back and go again. Yeah. But you've got someone who's actually willing to be direct. Yeah, and I think his, his first thought when he gets the ball is to take on his, his man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've only got Barkey and Maguire's tried it, but obviously he's very low on confidence at the moment. Maybe have it, mm. you know, the young flair players that are willing to do that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's very much a mixture of all three because confidence is quite low at the minute. Um, obviously, the injuries haven't really helped either at key times of the season. I think... We're, obviously, we're not pressing as high as we did 12 months ago because obviously what happened with the injury audit or whatever it was bloody called. Yeah. Um, and obviously that was apparently one of the recommendations not to go hell for leather for the first 15 minutes like we were doing and, and completely yeah. blown up the teams. Um, and you can see that with the stats. You know, we're not scoring as many in the first 15 minutes. You know, we can actually conceding goals in the first 15 minutes. Remember, like... Might have been under Grayson, it might be the start of Neil's era when we just didn't concede in the first 15 minutes. And it was a run that went on for like 40 odd games. Yeah. I think it was GPR or something like that that did, did us in the end yeah. at home. But we're conceding early, we're not scoring early. And we're having now to come from behind to win or take points from games. And I think that's that's my biggest concern at the minute. Yeah. yeah. And I saw, I suppose, the manner that we're conceding goals as well because. If, if someone scored a worldie against us and like a 30 yard rocket, no keepers ever saving it, you sort of. You sort you hold of don't, hands up, that, don't you? Yeah, you hold your hands up and you say, right, oh, fair play, lad. But they're not, they're all preventable goals. I, I can't remember the last goal that a team scored against us that you think, you know what, fair, fair play. play. Yeah. They've all been preventable. They've yeah. all come shit mistakes as well, you know, and it, it, that's that's the frustration. I'm sure, I'm sure that's Neil's frustration as well. He looked he looked angry yesterday. He yeah. looked really pissed off the first half an hour. And whether that's because Andrew Green's embarrassed him a little bit in terms of, of coming and scoring and then celebration. Yeah, well, I didn't. I, you know, if anyone's knocking that celebration tomorrow, you've clearly never played a game of football in your life because I'd be doing exactly the same. Yeah, you've exactly. Just, if you just left a, left a club that you've played four games for and spent yeah. six here and came with quite a lot of promise, had a good couple of opening games in the cup. And then, then just bombed out. Yeah, bombed out. And then in the media, has been it came out that it didn't suit our style of play or wasn't willing to adapt to our style of play. But then yesterday it looked like he, had, you know, a bit of pace about him. You know, quite direct. It's like, of course you'd be pissed off. I'd be yeah. absolutely raging. I so, think by by the time he scored that goal for Charlton yesterday, he'd played more minutes at Deepdale for Charlton than he had for Peony. Yeah, I think did he only play the last two or three of the Leeds games? Yeah, he played three minutes, I think, for Peony. Yeah, he came on at the 91st minute, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that's Which is quite that's a mad stat. But nah, no problem with that celebration. I would have liked a bit more, to be fair. Like, he was in a fan zone, something like that. Yeah, a bit closer to Neil or something like that. Yeah. Like that McGeady celebration, I think that's the best I've seen <laughs> it deep there. I just fucking love that celebration. But people that's are just not... a bit soft, aren't they? Ah, oh, it's just snowflakes. And Charlie yeah, uh, yeah. Adam the other week getting booed off by the home fans and applauding the whole stadium. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, but going back to Angie's point, I think also, especially at Deepdale, teams are definitely 
Oh, I'm not sure giving us more respects, but they, know they, they the, seem more happy to allow us to have the ball. Yeah. The way I look at it, we have the two centre backs, we have Pearson, and we have the two full backs. I think teams teams are happy for us to pass it around with them five. Yeah. Yeah. We get past the halfway line, we go wide. We'll go back to the full back. We might put a shit cross into the box. Teams are happy to defend it against that, aren't they? Yeah. So I'm not sure. Maybe teams have worked us out at Deepdale, or maybe a bit. Of, maybe yeah, probably a bit of everything. To be fair, a bit of confidence. I said that on the pod with um, Dave said the other week. Like I was concerned that teams had worked us out a little bit, and it does seem like they have. You know, the teams are coming to Deepdale now with a game plan of how to let us. Have, have that back six if you include Rudd yeah person on the back four let, let, them, let them have it there because yeah. they're not actually going to they're not hurting anybody with the ball there but yeah. when obviously the, the front four five get the ball then obviously that's when you need to close them down that's when you actually need to press yeah. it's not rocket science let's be honest mm. to do that yeah <clears throat> because you don't see Pearson making these surging bo- runs into the box or anything like that he's very much a holding midfielder yeah, yeah. You know, your full backs are quite. I don't want to say the limited because that's the wrong word to use, but they're not attacking. Pro- it's not like a lead. You know, their full backs are they're quite safe. Quite safe. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. yeah. Safe is probably a good word to use because they're not going to be doing up and down the wing like a Leeds or yeah, being able to assist 15, 20 goals a season because that's not the type of full backs they are. Yeah. So yeah, I think teams have worked out a little bit as well. I'd probably say that as well. That's why probably the first goal is massive for us at the minute. Yeah. Make teams come out a bit more, but it's just it's just not really happening. It's evading us, isn't it? Yeah. Because, I mean, we've not, uh, maybe, maybe not yesterday, but the, I think, was it the Reading game? That Potts chance? Yeah. We've not, we've not um, been without chances. We've just not taken them. I'd say we have, we have been creating less. Yeah, of course we have, but but we I weren't think... creating a lot at the start of the season. We were just converting a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. You, you know, our I chance we were, at we were, the start of the season yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. And, and we said on the pod at the time, people were getting a bit smug on Twitter about our conversion rate. I think it was twice as good as like the second team. It was yeah. always gonna, it was always gonna come back down. Yeah. But yeah, we, we're just, I don't know. I don't know if it's a change, a change of approach is needed or whatever, or. Just a bit more quality, probably. Sinclair had a bit of that yesterday. I, th- tell... I think a bit of both, to be honest. Yeah. You could tell Sinclair's a player. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he saw the game out well yesterday, then last couple of minutes. You could just tell he's a player. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it'd be interesting when we next score the first goal, if teams open up a bit more. Because Charlton didn't really open up yesterday when we went ahead. No, not really. He threw a bit more at it. but Yeah, last not, 10. Not so, particularly, but... yeah. Nothing. So, yeah, yeah, it's probably a, a mixture of a few things. I think the fact we've yeah. got 10 games, we've only scored first three times. Mm. But, yeah, so that was um, Luton, Fulham, Leeds, and, one, and Leeds. We've got seven points in them three games. Yeah. You know, when we when we take the lead, we don't tend to lose a game. Yeah. Mm. So. And it took Leeds a long time to get the goal. And even yeah, we are good. Collected effort. So, 
yeah. let's, you know, we just need to get back on that because at the minute you, you can't concede first in six out of ten games and then think you're going to be a top six out at the end of the season. Yeah, I think, yeah. absolutely. Well, I hope that answered your question, Andrew. Um, oh, I will chat about the Barnsley game on Tuesday. What do you reckon? Pretty poor record at Oakwell. I think we've, well, I don't think I know we've we've drawn three and lost one of our last four visits mm. to to Barnsley. And you add to that that they've picked up somewhat recently under the new manager. Yeah, a little bit. No, yeah, not massively, but they're doing all right. Yeah. They've, They've improved. Um, got a couple of threats. Someone, obviously, that you said before, Jimmy, uh, Connor Chaplin. Yeah. Um, is Corley Woodrow fit at the minute? There's this thing about him leaving, isn't there? He's, he's, oh, got, right. he's got a bit of an injury. Um, they're oh. doing all right at home. Yeah, that, that typical January injury yeah, that they yeah. all have. They're scoring quite a, quite a few goals, to be fair. Um so yeah, it'll be a it'll be a tough game. They beat I think they beat uh, Huddersfield at home the other week. Yeah. Narrow defeat at Barnsley. They batted QPR. Barnsley had a narrow defeat at Barnsley. Let's say Barnsley, I met Bristol. Um yeah, they batted QPR, they held West Brom to a draw. So it'll be a tough game. But they score a lot and they concede a lot. It's one of them games where you just hope Neil attacks it. Yeah. Goes for it. Don't don't try and just stifle out for a point like we did at Rovers. Um, yeah. I, I, I would take a point. I would take a point. Given yeah. our record there, I would take a point. Despite their form. And, and our away record on the whole this season. Let's not forget it's been largely poor. That's putting it nicely, mate. In shite. Yeah. <laughs> um, we don't pick up points away from home at the minute, yeah. do we? No, it's, it's, Rovers and, and Charlton aside, and Leeds and I suppose Leeds and Cardiff, but they they were just it's not. I mean, Leeds is you're always going to concede at some point. I think in those sort of games, especially when there's forty five thousand there, Cardiff was a non-event as a game. Yeah. Um, Rovers was we've had to come from behind again to get something. Um, to be fair to us, I'd say the last three away games have been decent points. Yeah. They're, they're points that you'd have taken before the game. Yeah. But mainly because of the way we've been playing. Maybe, yeah. 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 If you offer me a point on Tuesday, though, i still take it. But then... Well, we'll yeah, I'll take we'll it. We've start winning somewhere, haven't we? Yeah. Because you're not going to get into top six by just keep drawing games away from home. Yeah, we do actually need to start picking up points, and hopefully Tuesday's the catalyst for that. Yeah. Um, I have no confidence that we'll win on Tuesday. No, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I just... it's Barnsley, and it's just yeah. a bogey team, isn't it? It's a bogey yeah. team. Yeah, I've only been to Barnsley once, and we unsurprisingly got beat. I've been too many times, and I still can't remember if I seen us win that. <clears throat> I think I've seen two draws. The only thing I remember about the Boxing Day game was how terrible Kevin O'Connor was. Oh, God. Oh, the lottery winner. Oh, yeah. He's still on our books, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, he's got six Until months. Until the end of the season, yeah. Well, he's gone Waterford or somewhere like that, oh. and he's over in Ireland spending his million euros. Saturday. Yeah, be a, be a tough game. Be a tough game. There's no game on Saturday. And then, is it ten, Swansea? Ten days or so to recover yeah. and... 
couple of days off maybe and then time to my concern is that's like a mini international break yeah i always think that yeah yeah just that doesn't appeal to me Mm. and then see a big week after that because we've got we're gonna we're gonna away on tv yeah swans at home then we're gonna away or is it the other no it's yeah swans at home we're gonna away yeah so yeah big few weeks coming up yeah very much so um right Unless either of you two have got anything else to add. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, go on. Do you think, uh, think Daniel Johnson will start on Tuesday? No. Uh, no, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Do you think Scott Sinclair will start on Tuesday? Yes. Not well, sure. I think he'll start, but I think he'll come off after maybe 60, 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off I today. agree, to be fair. Off today, light session Monday. Travel Monday night. I don't know. Alex Neal has said he's an athlete about 100 times. Yeah, he keeps saying it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll start. I think, I don't know. I, I would take a point here. I'll take a point. I think I think DJ as well depends on Pearson. And Gally. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think we'll see Gally, like you said, for a couple of weeks, to be honest. Four or five games, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll just move on to this new new section of, I uh, don't even know what to call it, Un- local music section? I don't know. Yeah, but we're going to be doing it every other week or from time to time when we've got uh, a local band or DJ or solo artist, whatever, to promote. Uh, and the idea is just to use our platform to give them a platform. So, yeah, this week, to start us off, we've got a band from Preston called Sugarstone. Uh, They're a group of four friends who've been playing together in their current form for, I think, around three years or so now. Uh, They mainly play around Preston and Manchester, and they've slowly started to build up um, a little dedicated fan base, one of of whom is Ollie. Honestly, I'd sign them tomorrow. Absolute class. (laughs) Honestly, unreal. Um, yeah, their sound varies from track to track, but overall it nods back to the 1980s new romantic scene with uh, a little bit of a modern electric dance rock thrown in there as well. Um, they've just been in the studio recently working on their new single called Tiger Reach Out. They're on social media, unsurprisingly. On Facebook, they're just Sugarstone. On Twitter, they're at SugarstoneBand underscore. And on Instagram, they're at SugarstoneBand if you want to give them a follow. They're also on Spotify. You can listen to all their singles and all their music that's out on Spotify now. Just search for Sugarstone. And they've kindly sent us an exclusive for you all to listen to, um, an unreleased single from the boys. It's called Pink Duct Tape. So, yeah, enjoy. Sex. 
Sex, 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 sex,